The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Monday, October 24th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on a commercial-free Monday, made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. Early voting begins in several states today, including the battleground states of Florida and North Carolina. The long-anticipated presidential election is two weeks from tomorrow. If it were held today, the polls show Clinton would win the Electoral College vote 326 to 212. 270 electoral votes are needed to win. Clinton now has a 12-point lead in the popular vote, well beyond the margin of error and, by today's standards, a decisive win. Clinton's wrapped up the West Coast states, plus Colorado, New Mexico, and apparently Nevada and Arizona. She has the upper Midwest states that surround the Great Lakes, plus, apparently, Iowa and Ohio. She has the Northeast and all the states along the East Coast, except for South Carolina and Georgia. A red stripe runs through the center of the country, with Trump commanding every state from Canada to Mexico down the middle of the country. The Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, plus Indiana and most of the southern states. Still, one estimate says Clinton has a 95% chance at this point to win the White House. The results from early voting also point to a Clinton victory. With 4 million votes already counted, she's running ahead of Trump in key battleground states, including Florida, Ohio, and North Carolina. Nothing that happens within the next two weeks can change those votes. Most of the early votes being cast are by Democratic women. Which brings us to Trump's threat to sue all of the women who've accused him of inappropriate sexual aggression. The number now stands at 11, the 11th woman, an adult film actress, making her claim after Trump's threat of lawsuits. Porn star Jessica Drake met Trump at a golf tournament 10 years ago and says he kissed her without invitation or consent while he was newly married to Melania. And Drake says at one point Trump offered her $10,000 and the use of his private jet in exchange for sex. Trump denies all the charges. Trump has said that some of the women making accusations were too unattractive to interest him or were just looking for fame. At a campaign stop in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Trump made his threat even as he promised the crowd he would heal a divided nation. Trump has also threatened to sue the New York Times for reporting the claims, a threat he has so far not executed. That's just one of the signs of desperation in the Trump campaign. While we're on the subject of Trump's lawyers, they filed a motion to keep out of his Trump University fraud trial evidence about his character as revealed in the course of the campaign. The jury will not hear, or hear again, the recording of Trump bragging about grabbing women's genitals, which was made before the campaign began. Judge Gonzalo Curiel has even ruled the jury cannot hear, or hear again, Trump's claim that the judge is biased because the judge's parents were Mexican, and the lawyers for those suing Mr. Trump won't be allowed to play recordings of him bragging about not paying taxes. Some of the defendants are nearly broke after spending thousands at what they thought was a school for success in real estate. It's another major favorable ruling from a judge Trump claims is against him. The first big favor being scheduling Trump's fraud trial after the election. The trial begins November 28th, and Trump is expected to testify in his own defense. Another sign of desperation is the campaign's instructions to supporters to plant seeds of doubt about the upcoming election results. An internal memo urges surrogates to make public comments, including 
We've seen very significant voting irregularities across the country and an increase in unlawful voting by illegal immigrants. That instruction was mostly aimed at Trump surrogates in the battleground states of Colorado, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. And those around him have said Trump will accept the election outcome if the outcome is clear and verified. But his last words on the subject were he'll accept the results, quote, if I win. Even if Trump accepts the results, millions of his supporters may not. Statistics show that voter fraud does not exist, and yet it's a theme hammered by Trump all weekend, still using the word rigged. The vast majority of us think the loser should accept the outcome and concede without questioning the integrity of the process, according to a new poll from Politico. 70% said the loser should accept the results. 14% said the results should be questioned. Nearly one in four Trump supporters said the outcome should be challenged. But even among Tea Party Republicans, 53% say Trump should accept the outcome. The seeds of doubt had already been planted. Among all voters, nearly half, 46%, think there'll likely be widespread voter fraud week after next. Michelle Obama was in normally red Arizona Saturday telling a rally of 7,000 Clinton supporters, when you hear folks saying this election is rigged, understand they're trying to get you to stay home. They're trying to convince you the outcome is decided and you shouldn't even bother. They are, warned the First Lady, trying to take away your hope. So this election ultimately becomes about drawing together a sharply divided country and moving forward. New York's Cardinal Dolan says the candidates were gracious to each other backstage before that white tie charity dinner last week. Dolan says Trump praised Clinton to her face for being talented and tough. And he says she told him... She hopes they can work together to improve the country once the election is over. The U.S. has been offered help in making sure the election is fair. Russia, after denying it hacked election-related computers, has offered to send election monitors. Russia filed requests with election officials to do just that. So far, three states have said no, Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's Secretary of State says state law bans unauthorized people from being inside a polling place and suggested the Russians just watch the results on TV instead. Louisiana's Secretary of State told the Russians his office was recently damaged by flooding and that he just can't allow visitors at this time. Texas just said no. Russia claims the freeze-out of its inspectors is a violation of the Vienna Convention of 1961 and that the U.S. sees Russian inspectors as a threat. And although Russia may favor a Trump win, most of the rest of the world does not. A Gallup survey across dozens of nations put Clinton ahead by a wide margin in nearly every country. And now, a new poll finds Israelis favoring Clinton 42% to Trump's 24. In its fourth year now, with over 3.5 million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. AT&T, the target of monopoly charges decades ago, is on the verge of owning the biggest chunk of media ever controlled by a single company. AT&T says it's made a deal to buy Time Warner for over $85 billion. AT&T, which already owns DirecTV, would also own a lot of the news and entertainment it carries. CNN, HBO, and Warner Brothers movies and TV shows. Warner franchises include Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. AT&T says the merger would allow it to make all that news and entertainment available on its devices, all of them. The public has at least a year to make its feelings known as government officials take a very close look at this mega deal. The Justice Department is investigating the pros and cons, and that could take a year or more. 
But the government did approve the merger of NBC Universal and Comcast Cable, which also married content to a distributor. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is urging the Obama administration to kill the AT&T Time Warner deal. Officials don't know or haven't yet said who was behind Friday's internet-wide cyber attack that jammed up Twitter, Amazon, PayPal, Netflix, Reddit, Spotify, and scores of other websites. It was a denial-of-service attack apparently conducted using the thousands of internet-connected devices in our homes, including video baby monitors. Denial-of-service, or DNS, overloads websites with hundreds of millions of robotic requests for service. The attack mostly only struck the East Coast, and things were mostly back to normal by 9.20 in the morning. We're coming up on a year since Minneapolis police shot unarmed 24-year-old Jamar Clark in the head, killing him instantly. Their black suspect dead, two white officers were put on desk duty where the shooting could be investigated. They claimed the shooting was self-defense. There had been witnesses saying Clark was even handcuffed when he was shot, although investigators found no evidence of that. The lawyer for Clark's family says that's because the investigation was not thorough. There were weeks of protests shutting down highways and resulting in dozens of arrests after Clark's death, but the officers were cleared of any wrongdoing, criminal or otherwise. It was determined they had followed procedure and did not violate the department's use of force policy. Now the department's announced the officers will not be disciplined for the shooting death of Jamal Clark. Here's everything you need to know about ISIS. Near Mosul, 40 people were executed by ISIS as they celebrated the liberation of their village from ISIS by Iraqi troops. ISIS snuck back in using secret underground tunnels. Everyone knew retaking Iraq's second largest city would be a long, bloody fight, and it is. But 100,000 Iraqi and Kurdish soldiers have ISIS surrounded, the 3,000 ISIS fighters that remain, and they're making gains faster than expected. Clearing ISIS one village at a time, Iraqi soldiers are now just outside the Mosul city limits, slowed a bit by a fire ISIS set at a sulfur plant. While heroin deaths and addictions rise in this country, so does production of the opium poppy in Afghanistan. A new report says Afghan farmers are cranking out 43% more opium this year than last and that the country is failing to destroy the crops as promised. Eradication efforts are down by 91% in the past year. Better farming conditions have expanded opium farmland by 10%. Poppy farmers say that despite the law against it, growing an opium crop is the only way to make a decent living in Afghanistan. And as if death and addiction from heroin weren't enough, the sale of that opium is taxed by the Taliban, the money used to fund its terror agenda. NATO troops who were there for a while keeping opium production down, but NATO pulled out those troops four years ago. The Afghan government is turning a blind eye. Well, the debate rages on. Is Wonder Woman a symbol of female empowerment or a sex object for sci-fi geeks? The debate has made its way to the United Nations headquarters in New York. The 75-year-old fictional comic book character became a TV show, and there's about to be a remake. But Wonder Woman is also now the UN's honorary ambassador for the empowerment of women and girls. Her job is to push for gender equality around the world. But when this was decided, a group of protesters turned their backs, raised their fists, and silently left the meeting room. The protesters say Wonder Woman is unfit to be an ambassador, not because she isn't real, but because she's a culturally insensitive sex pot. Quoting a spokeswoman for the protesters, 
This character is a large-breasted white woman of impossible proportions, scantily clad in a shimmery, thigh-bearing bodysuit with an American flag motif and knee-high boots, the epitome of a pinup girl. A U.N. spokeswoman says Wonder Woman's values could be inspiring no matter what she's wearing. In other words, perhaps both sides are right, that Wonder Woman is a sex symbol who also empowers women. Passages. 1960s radical-turned-California lawmaker Tom Hayden has died at the age of 76 after a long battle with heart disease. Hayden, who led an activist group called Students for a Democratic Society, urged his then-wife Jane Fonda to make a trip to North Vietnam during that controversial war, earning her the nickname Hanoi Jane. Farewell to our friend comedian Kevin Meany, who died unexpectedly over the weekend at age 60. Meany, whose trademark line was, That's not right had not been battling any known diseases, had made jokes in his final week on the planet, and had future stand-up gigs on his calendar. An investigation's underway. And congratulations to the Chicago Cubs, who are going to the World Series for the first time in 71 years after beating the Los Angeles Dodgers Saturday night 5 to nothing. The last time the Cubs won the World Series was 108 years ago. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. While Halloween thrillers have struggled a bit at the box office so far, a Halloween comedy was the top movie over the weekend. Tyler Perry's Boo, a Medea Halloween, was number one in North America at nearly $28 million. Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher Never Go Back was second at $23 million, while Ouija, or Origin of Evil, ranked third. They were followed by The Accountant at number four and Girl on a Train in fifth. Rounding out the top ten, Miss Peregrine, Keeping Up with the Joneses, Kevin Hart's What Now, Storks, and Deepwater Horizon. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews, tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Saturday Night Live may not be funny to Donald Trump, but America disagrees. The show got its highest ratings in eight years over the weekend, with musical guest Lady Gaga and guest host Tom Hanks, who played Fox News anchor Chris Wallace, moderating a send-up of the final presidential debate. Donald Trump was again portrayed by a purse-lipped Alec Baldwin, whose impression of Trump also isn't funny to his brother Stephen Baldwin, who's supporting Trump. And finally, a cautionary tale about tolerance and a reminder about how glad we'll be when the election's over, and about how we can all get a little too wrapped up in it all. A 32-year-old woman in Amherst, Wisconsin, has had enough of Donald Trump and the supporters he rode in on. Hearing of a Trump rally in her neck of the woods, the woman burst into the meeting hall, yelling about how she hates Trump. They asked her to leave, and she did. But on her way through the parking lot, she used peanut butter to paint penises on the sides of cars. Measured at more than double the legal limit, the woman was arrested for disorderly conduct. Now that she's sober again, the woman knows the meeting was a group of conservationists, not a Trump rally. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. Buzz, 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 buzz. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.